Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. This is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality, and we're so glad you're here. This is a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we greatly appreciate your support. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Be sure and like, share, and subscribe to any of the social media content platforms that you're using. And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We're so glad you're here. I am excited to introduce you to Dom Chronicles. What's up? Dom is a local KC rap hip hop artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am so glad to introduce you to Dom. Thanks for joining us, Dom. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, Man, you have got so much music that I kind of want to jump in and talk to you. But before we get to sort of your music and, and where you're at right now with mm-hmm. your cre- your creative journey. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about your background, kind of let people get to know you. Like, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Okay. You know, uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, I was born in at KU Med, just like most of us. <laughs> um, and uh, I grew up in Olathe, Kansas for the better part of my life through... Uh, you know, kind of like elementary school, uh, junior high school and high school. I graduated out there. Um, you know, I went to college for a bit, you know, when I was a kid, I was doing kid shit, you know, skateboarding. What, what high school did you graduate from? Uh, Olathe Northwest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go Ravens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Where'd you go to? Did you do some junior college or what? Uh, I went to JUCO for a little bit, but then I went to Benedict. I went to Benedictine first. Oh yeah, yeah, and I like you know. I remember had a bunch of life stuff happen to me. Uh huh. You know, and then I came back and tried to go to junior college, and you know, I just decided it really wasn't for me. Yeah, and uh, I started really trying to figure out who I was as like a musician, mm-hmm. you know, or like a at that point, it was definitely like a rapper or a lyricist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it all came from there, you know. Uh, as a kid, I pretty much did everything a kid would do. I experimented with sports, uh, you know, played video games and skateboarded. And, you know, that's what my music is kind of based on. It's kind of like my life influences. Yeah, so Benedictine is this Catholic school, right? Yeah, dude. Did you grow up Catholic? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I mean, I grew up pretty like, my grandma went to church. They would definitely get us there. You know, I'd be in the Sunday school vibe or whatever. But nothing was really like super pushed on us. It's not like I was like forced to read the Mm -hmm. Bible or anything like that. But if I was with my grandma and she went to church... I had to go to church, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's just what it is. But when we got of age to start, like, kind of making decisions, I'm like, nah, I don't want to go to church this Sunday. I'd rather go to whatchamacallit's Like, was your grandma going to, like, a black church? Was she Uh, going to? No, she used to go to Lenexa Christian Center, man. Okay. Yeah, so, but they had this thing there. Well, we all hung out at the church on Wednesday nights Uh anyway because they had this thing called 180. 
Okay. It was like teen church and right. stuff like that. And they had a whole skate park set up mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So you'd go there, you'd, you'd ride the bus from there to 180. Or, or, or my grandma would just take us mm-hmm. if she was going on a Wednesday night. But uh, we'd do that. And then we'd go to, on Sundays in Lexi Christian Center. I've been... You know, I've been saved, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. like, I've gone up to the front. I went. I definitely like, went through my phase. Like, more than once? Uh, I, I think I did, I did. I did twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I did. I have some I friends did it who twice say that went up. You know, I've, ne- I've never been, like, baptized or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, if you feel like you need to be saved, you know, I'd go up to the front. I've done it a couple times, mm-hmm. you know. I've gave I've given my offerings and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you know, when I started getting old enough I just I don't know. I wasn't really like totally like honed in on it right. anyway. So right. like I just kinda like started, you know, just doing kid stuff, <laughs> hanging yeah. out, yeah. Smoking what? weed and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I did some of that for sure. <laughs> I had two phases of that actually. Yeah. My young phase and my old, old phase. phase. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, right. Um how about uh how about your uh like so what made you think of going to Benedictine? I'm just curious. Like uh, I had I mean at that point in time I was just going I was just gonna go to where I got the most money. Okay. You know, like I went there because they hooked me up with some music scholarship and of course of you know, a lot of our like grants and stuff went through mm-hmm. for there. So, and it was kind of close to home. Out of state tuition was out of the question. Like my parents did not want me to leave the state. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of like I'm not gonna say it like I feel like that's like your time to get out. You know what I mean? Like I I didn't have the option to go to an out of state school. You know, because my parents didn't want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But um. You know, so I stayed close, went there, and um, I got like music scholarships and stuff. I was an orchestra. Okay. Yeah. So. I so when did music. tell when did the music thing like did you come from a musical family or your parents musical? Uh, or when did you start? My mom played instruments. She played like baritone and saxophone and stuff. And then my, I have a cousin. He's like a world class drummer. Um, you know some people that sing um but you know some of them were just hobbies some of them were you know stuff they did in high school or whatever but it really came from um just I feel like the musical selection that my parents just had like my you know they were just lovers of music they bought mad cds you know always listening to new stuff you know best buy was like my favorite place to go when I was a kid, I would always go with my stepdad up to Best Buy. He's always buying hmm. CDs, Jada Kiss, DMX, Jay-Z, you know, like every, any kind of rap artist, mm-hmm. I've heard him, you yeah. know, just because he had like, remember when people have, used to have binders, mm-hmm. like of CDs? Yeah. It's just like, like 30 of those. Wow. Yeah. Underground stuff, master, you know, anything from like Master P to West Side Connection to, you know. And then my mom was the R&B person, so she had all the TLC, the Leah, the, you know. I felt like that was, like, my parents' love language back in the day because they always used to get us, like, albums and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. And for Christmas, we'd get CDs, yeah. you know, and, like, 
you know, stuff like that. So music's just been prominent yeah. in my life for a long time. So you played, in high school you played what? Violin. Violin. I played violin from fifth grade Dang, on dude. up into my first year of college, yeah. Man, wonder if you could do work some violin into one of your hip hop things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be playing it live like that, but I can throw it on tracks. Like I'll produce, you know, in some of it because I have produce you done that? too. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Which like which albums? Uh, they're just un- unreleased stuff. Okay. I haven't put any. I haven't put it on any of my current okay projects. <laughs> I really just started messing around with it like a couple years ago, but like really just putting it on instrumentals because I, I eventually. You know, I, I want to just put that out too. You know, mm-hmm. just like straight instrumental projects, like not no words, or if there is kind of singing on them and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. not like the base of the song. You know, yeah. But I have some violin playing on some of my instrumental stuff that I've been working on with with my friends. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I think it's I kind of like like it when people mash things together mm-hmm. that you know don't that normally don't don't go. normally go. Yeah, I'm just and, not trying to be the violin rap guy. You yeah, know what I mean, like I, I like I, I feel it like it's dope, you know. But I, I, that's there was not a, me. There was a punk rock band named Yellow Card. I like. Yeah, I've heard of Yellow Card. Yeah. Of course, I went to. I I've gone to a couple of their live concerts before out in Lawrence and stuff, mm-hmm. and they had this killer violinist that just just rocked it you know and i yeah. said wow that's amazing I, you know i just i grew up listening to prog rock in the 70s okay there's a band called kansas that i was in. i've heard of kansas yeah and they had a violinist mm-hmm. in their band named robbie steinhardt which which are know, they from was, kansas so so one of the singers is from st joe missouri mm. And then almost six guys when they first started out, and then all the rest of them were like from Topeka. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. So they, so really they were, were from Kansas, Kansas dude, yeah. Except <laughs> for one, one St. Joe, Missouri. Yeah, guy. yeah. So yeah, but uh, at any rate, yeah. Well, that's fun. So, um, so then you, 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 so you get out of college, all that. So what? Talk about. Post college, post college, I just yeah. bought a bunch of recording equipment. I, I took out unsubsidized student loans because I knew I was about to get suspended from school. Because I went through some things in college, and you know, I really didn't do very well with it. And especially with like, you know, when I went to Benedictine, you know, I got caught up selling weed and all kinds of shit. So I was 18 with like a felony, you know what I mean? So like, just trying to figure that out and navigate through that, like. With having to move back home, parents are pissed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got to work now, mm-hmm. you know. I so I took six, because after that, I didn't go to college for like six months because I was doing my, my case and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, you know, started working, picked up a job. The only way I could get a job was like working at Sonic. You know, and I worked at Sonic <laughs> and dropped out of school and took my lot. I took a thousand dollars on unsubsidized loans out because I knew I was about to get suspended from school. And I just bought recording equipment like I did research. I'm like, what do I want to do? And and at, during this time, I got real privy to the Internet. So, like, I was like on my space a lot because my parents wouldn't let me do shit like I went to college imagine like your kid goes to college for six months and comes back home with a whole felony 
you know, and gets in trouble for, you know, dealing drugs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's like, my parents didn't let me do shit. Like, my entire trial period, mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't leave the house. Wow. They wouldn't let me leave the house at all. Wow. Yeah, like, and I didn't have a car or anything either, you know, at this time. So you time. put this recording studio kind of in your parents' house kind of deal? Yeah, I had mm-hmm. a room downstairs, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it was like me and my friend, Angelo, he was my roommate at the time. He went down with me, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Brothers for life. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he was from Arizona, so he lived with me during the trial process. Okay. And I just really got into, you know, I, I became like really, really like uh I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. So I just started like really just honing in on the internet, uh, MySpace. That was my social connection at the point in time. Cause I'm like, you know, I went off to school, you know what I mean? From high school. And for me, my whole goal was like, I'm not trying to go, I'm not trying to start a new chapter in my life and then just go right back to an old chapter. So like, I didn't talk to anybody from school. Like, there was a mm-hmm. few people I, like, you know, stayed in contact with from high school and stuff. But, like, I made it a goal when I left high school to never talk to these motherfuckers again. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Half of them. You know what I mean? Because I I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't, I, there was no point. You know what I mean? Like, I was just done with all that shit. You want to move <laughs> I wanted to move forward, forward yeah, like, you know, like, I didn't feel like I, like, really, like, the people that I have connection with from high school, I've definitely kept in contact Mm -hmm. with, like, 75% of the people that I knew from high school, Mm -hmm. I do not communicate with. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, um, so, I I just kind of stuck to myself, and I got really into the internet, and then I got into MySpace, and I learned how to design MySpace, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. doing, like, HTML coding. I taught myself how to HTML code. And mm. I just played a bunch of video games and stuff like that. I started, like, Sound making, like, like started making like YouTube videos, <laughs> you know, of me playing, like, <laughs> Skate 3 and Skate 2 and stuff, EA Skate. And, like, you know, just, like, talking shit or whatever. And then uh, I started... Uh, in, when I was in college, I used to rap in the dorm room, like just like write stuff to whatever instrumentals and stuff that were out, like mixtape style, because I liked like Lil Wayne and all those old mixtapes from back in the day. And then uh, I started, um, you know, kind of like battle rapping on MySpace, mm. kind of like just not necessarily battle rapping, but just writing bars on like MySpace comments and stuff like that. And we had like a whole like little crew. Some people from MySpace, I'm still friends with to this day on the internet. Oh, wow. I still ain't met them or nothing oh, really? like that. I, it's actually a goal of mine to meet like all my MySpace friends that I'm like still cool with. You know what I mean? I've met a few, but not like a lot Are of they- them. Uh, are they They're from, from all, everywhere? Like yeah, America or yeah, other like countries? America and other countries. Yeah, oh. uh, but I feel like you know I, I just started gaining friends on the internet. Yeah, uh, from different parts of the country and stuff like that, and um, and I just started like you know making music and putting you know putting it out. I just put it out on MySpace and stuff, and you know. That's yeah. What year was that when you first started shit, putting music out? Twenty ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's when I started. Like, that's when SoundCloud was popping. Okay. You know, SoundCloud and links. 
uh, there was a thing called Lime Links, and what you would do is like, because people back then you had to upload the zip file. You know, you'd have you all the music used to come in zip files, and then you'd have to download them to your computer and then put them on your phone because there wasn't streaming services right. or anything like that. So we would just like make projects and then put them in like zip folders with artwork and all that stuff, yeah. and then host them, and then people would just download them and put them on their phones. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when everybody was pirating music, right? Yeah, yeah. So and everything was free back then. Yeah, you could like you albums could, you were get free, everything music free from was free. Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> LimeWire. Yeah, you I know, remember LimeWire. <laughs> you know, LimeWire is coming back as a um, NFT space. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they just hmm. announced it like two weeks ago. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, some of those ones that got shut down. You know, mm-hmm. um, Pirate Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple of them that are trying to make a comeback mm-hmm. that, that actually got. Because the name's still popular. Right. You can still do something with the name. Hey. It just might be something different. It yeah. just might be, won't be pirating. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, you're like, if you, for everybody, if you go to Dom Chronicles on any of the, gosh, you're, you're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you go to Apple Music, you go to Spotify, you go to Bandcamp, yeah, you go website. to SoundCloud. Yeah, you've got your own website, Dom yeah, Chronicles. I'm working on it right now, so don't judge me. <laughs> DomChronicles.com. Com. Yep. I wanted .gov. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just to be funny. <laughs> 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 just to be funny. Just but. to just to be. Uh, you, I'm, I heard Vestitious. one of you. Yeah. You're like you're like secretly working for X Files yeah. with the government. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, oh right? God. <laughs> well, I heard of one of your songs. You you, you said something oh, about yeah. X Files, and I was going, oh, I didn't think you would be. Uh, X Files is like the coolest corniest show. Of yeah. All time. I used I to be so totally dope. into X Files. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I like how rap and hip hop just throws in all of these random references to things Mm -hmm. and it can just you can like one song can have 15 different random references oh yeah what i mean no most definitely (laughs) it's fun the art of it i love it Mm -hmm. so but you've got man uh you've got albums that you've put out now since 2014 Mm -hmm. one your first album was called adams yeah that was my first like official Official album. Yeah. You, you'd already been putting stuff. I've out been putting for music out three or four years. Yeah, before that, I was. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was just kind of finding myself and figuring out what I was good at and what I, you know, really wanted to do. But Adams was my first. Like, this is Dom. Yeah. Yeah. About. Yeah, it's a full album. It's a full length. I think it's ten tracks. Mm-hmm. It's LP. My first LP. And you just self-produced all of this? Mm-mm, no, no. That one, I didn't, I, I hadn't started producing yet. Um, but I did, like, I paid for all those beats, though. Mm-hmm. Trackouts. Who was, who were you shit. working with? Um, one, probably the most known song on there called The Come Up. That was produced by my boy Marty Notes. Uh, I worked with a guy named Terracotta Blue on that one. He's from from michigan i forgot what uh what um what part of michigan he's from but uh there's a lot of different producers on that one Mm -hmm. uh my boy austin produced get focus um but you know it was really just through the internet like i learned a lot about 
I used to scour for beats on the internet. I never really waited on somebody to send me beats or something mm-hmm. like that. So like I was on these like low key secret Bandcamp pages and blogs and stuff, and that's how I kind of got into like the the real producer world. Like, there's a whole world of producers out there that just produce music, and they don't put artists on their tracks or rappers on their tracks and stuff like that. And like, the, just what they do making beats is an art. So, I used to just scour the net for beats and really like link, you know, and talk to these artists or try to email them, be like, yo, like I really like this or I really like that. So like on there, there's uh, this dude named Obliv. He's from Richmond, Virginia. He's super dope. Um, so I reached out to him online I'm actually going to re-release a couple of the tracks that we did back in the day because I've done three tracks with him, but uh, a couple of them aren't on streaming platforms, you know, so I kind of want to, like, re-release some of the old stuff, like, redone, mm-hmm. you know, because not a lot of people have heard it. Um, and uh, But, yeah, just, like, really, like, just my connections just through the Internet and just really reaching out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got... You can't. Uh, after Adams, you did Free Food in 2015. Mm-hmm. Reality Makers, Reality 2016. Makers, yeah. For the Homies, for the Homies, yeah. 2018. Yep. What's the 1027 2019? 1027 is my is our collab album with me and my boy Wes Cornell. He's uh from California, and that's like my brother. So okay, because I. Obviously, Cornell West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. I uh, think that's what he kind of got I know, it from. And he flipped and it. And he flipped it, yeah. And he spelled West W-H-E-S-T. Yeah. I noticed that. Because I've I've heard Cornell West many times yeah. um, give, I mean, he's a professor, educator mm-hmm. on all things black America, you yeah. know, kind of stuff. Yeah. And, well, th- he flipped it because he's like, he really reps like Guatemala super hard. So like, he's trying to like do that for Guatemala. Oh, interesting. Know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then, then your newest project was let's go outside. Yeah. Let's go outside. And then I dropped like a deluxe edition, which had like four extra tracks on it. Stuff I, I was experimenting on with that didn't make the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of singles. Yeah, a couple of singles. Hear one of those today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shining, cool. looking in the mirror. Yeah, cool. Um, so, uh, so these. I mean, this is a lot of, a lot of creative output here, mm-hmm. and which, like, were you evolving through all of these? What, like, how would you describe your, your journey through, through your creative journey through these years? How have you changed? How have you evolved? Well, I definitely know how to write better. Um, I feel like my ear for production has grown. Um, but they're just different parts of my life. I mean, I, I'm, I feel like that's what my music is. It's really just lifestyle rap. You know, and I try to take situations that happen in my life, you know, to relate to others and hopefully people relate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I feel like that's, I don't know, I've, I've always just been attracted to that type of music, too. You know, my favorite artist is, my favorite rapper is Currency. Um, and, you know, he never switched up. He always rapped about just, like, you know, weed and video games. Just grown kid shit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, just the whips and stuff, and that stuff I've always been interested in too. So I, I take a, I took a lot of influence from him when I was 
first starting. And I feel like Adams was me like really like, oh, okay, this is who I am. And then it's just kind of like from there been like different, you know, levels of my life experience. Um, and I just get a little bit more open each time because I'm not a very open guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a really thick shell over me, mm-hmm. you know, and even with my music, you know, I've learned to become more than like more than like surface I feel like when I first started, my music was kind of surface level, and then it just gets deeper every single time mm-hmm. with more of my ideals, things that I really believe in, you know, real personal situations, even like with heartbreak and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but just, you know, I feel like every album I've ever done shows growth, not only as me as a musician, but just also me as like a human being too, because I feel like the goal now for me is not to be the best rapper in the world is to be, you know, the best human being that I can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, through showing my creative, like, you know, expressions, whether it be like rap producing DJing or just like curating the events that I curate and stuff like that. It tells a story all within itself. So, you know, and it also inspires others to try to do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, like your life is important. You know, people deserve to hear about your life experiences or, you know, you are that you are, you're interesting enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of people just don't, don't share or show a lot of their life and stuff because they don't feel like it's interesting enough. And I'm, I, I've wanted always to be the person to be like, no, like, what you got going on is interesting enough, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, you're, you mentioned heartache. What, what, what's oh, some I, of the, I don't mean there's some breakups, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, being an artist is not easy, right. you know, especially dating, you know, you know, people don't, or especially even just trying to be an entrepreneur in dating mm-hmm. is, isn't, the easiest thing you know because you know people value time spent you know quality time and sometimes mm-hmm. that has to be sacrificed mm-hmm. in order for you to like achieve the things that you really want to achieve now you right. know like you can wait if you want but I, I'm you know I, I very much I'm a person that like kind of puts myself my creative endeavors and my mm-hmm. family first mm-hmm. you know before yeah you know, and that's definitely ran me into some problems, right. you know, so. You're a father, though. No. No? No kids. Okay. Mm. When you said family, I was like. No, nah, yeah, my it? family is like my brother. I have a, my brother, he's paranoid schizophrenic, so I'm very connected with, you know, his day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. Me and my mom are like, you know. Okay. Me and my dad are tight. We smoke weed together and stuff. You know, hang out, talk about... We don't even talk to each other as, like, father and son. Because right. he wasn't, like... My real dad wasn't present a lot in my life. It was my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and my real dad were just mad tight. Kick it, talk about cars. He drives a Lexus, too. Okay. You know, and, like, we just... You know, we're just connected in that type of way. It's never been, like, a crazy father-son thing. Mm-hmm. But that's what I talk about with my family. Because at the end of the day, like, I want to, like, you know... I, I like to provide 
you know, I want to be that provider, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you've gone through some breakups, you've written, you've written some about that. Of course. Yeah. Um, how about your, uh, your spiritual journey through all of this? Man, it's crazy because I can go. <laughs> I was on my Facebook the other day, and I, I hate Facebook. But you know how sometimes on your Facebook, like shit that you said like eight years ago will pop uh, up. Yeah, you know what right? I'm saying? I was like, yo, like I've been on. I was a lot more radical back 10 years ago when it comes, like when you had just heard the information. I'm talking about, I. Like, when I was in high school, I wasn't really, like, into it. I was just living life, you know? And just, you know, I was dancing, doing dance parties and stuff. I wasn't really, like, a spiritual guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I was, you know, dancing, listening to rap, trying to be fresh, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I was fly. I was the fly guy. But uh, I went to college. And, you know, you just start meeting different people from different walks of life, different states, different countries even. And, uh... And you start getting hit with conspiracy theories. When you're in high school, when I was in high school, I wasn't really like worried about conspiracy theories. I didn't even know what a conspiracy theory was, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but when I was in college, I started getting introduced to conspiracy theories. I started getting introduced to, um, you know, because I was at like a, you know, a Bible college. You know, it was a super Catholic. You know, people went to mass, mm-hmm. you know, kind of vibe. and But then you have the people that are there that are like, you know, oh, I'm only here because of this, and this is what I believe. I'm not religious or anything. And then they, and ancient aliens comes out, and then, you know, you hear about how, like, the Bible and, you know, Egyptian culture it's almost talking about the same things and it's the same people, you know, like, and you just kind of just start like really tying a lot of stuff together. And, you know, and of course, when you first do that, you go through this like stage of like, yo, nothing's real. You know I mean? Like all this stuff isn't real. It's a simulation, you like know, the matrix. Yeah. This is the matrix. <laughs> I love that movie. The third one was terrible or not the third one, the fourth one. Yeah. Terrible movie. Uh, never watch it again but yeah like i started thinking that like everything when you like, say the fourth one you mean the one that just came, came out, out was, like six five but, see i still haven't watched but, that bro. one yet it was it, not it good was, but that's why i was free <laughs> yeah wow. so you can watch it on hbo max still right now go. i still need to watch it i guess yeah, watch it on hbo because i own the box set upstairs. oh yeah that's, that's, <laughs> they should have left it there <laughs> you know yeah but uh but yeah you start going through this phase of like oh nothing's real everything's fake this whole american system's fake it's stupid it's set up for you to fail and you go through that stage and then you go through the state this breakthrough stage after of like yo like i whatever i think that's what it is because i feel like we're all a collective consciousness you know what i mean so like whatever you think that's what's happening. I've had like serious situations, you know, like to where like literally the things that I've thought about appear in the, the air, you know what I mean? Mm. Not like necessarily right then and mm-hmm. there, of course, but like, you know, I believe in synchronicities and I believe mm-hmm. in energy. So mm-hmm. like, you know, above all the conspiracy, Illuminati, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck stuff now, you know, 
I really just believe my spirituality now has come down to that your world is a reflection of what's inside of you. Mm. And if your insides ain't right, then the world outside of you ain't going to be right. Mm. You feel me? So mm-hmm. that's the conclusion that I've come to. And none of this history, I don't even think any of this history shit really even matters because it's like all just like, you know, various viewpoints of different people with opinions and mm-hmm. biases, you know, mm-hmm. of human experiences. So I take everything with a grain of salt and I just let my intuition guide me mm. these days. Yeah. So you, you, you mentioned a couple of things. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of these guys that reads and studies and all yeah. that. There's just, you know, you, you know, you, you know, Freud had students that studied with him and one of his mm-hmm. students was, guy named Carl Jung. Yeah, yeah, Carl yeah. Jung. Yep, the shadow, man. And he <laughs> he he believed that there was a collective unconscious mm-hmm. with with human beings. Mm-hmm. And he he actually coined this term synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Or I I don't know if he coined it, but he he was certainly somebody who actually wrote about it and expounded on it. Yeah. And I like Carl he, Jung. He he feel he so it was, it's he's a fascinating psychologist mm-hmm. and had a very strong spiritual bent to his his psychology, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I found it interesting. So, like, I would I used to talk about divine appointments, yeah, you know, which is kind of similar to synchronicity, mm-hmm. where where things align. Mm-hmm. You know, you're walking through life and you have these coincidental experiences with people or the timing yeah. of some kind of information or a yeah, song yeah. or a yep. It it could it just can be random stuff. And you feel it, yeah. But all of a sudden, it goes ding, and it yeah. like it all clicks. And yeah, and he he talked about that being like synchronicity um, of some kind of a spiritual connection that mm-hmm. we all have. Mm-hmm. And so, and these these things come into awareness and alignment at different points in times in yeah. our life. And he actually thought that if you got up in the morning looking for things like this that it happened more. Yeah. Like, so you can go through your life and kind of miss out on some. No, I'll be, I'll be watching. Yeah. But you, you actually like, okay, what, what does today have? It might be. Yeah. What does today have in store for me that I can, that that's going to like, uh, shift my perspective, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, or build my perspective or Mm -hmm. grow my perspective on something, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, for me, it's kind of a fun way because I, man, I've the last three years I've gone through is a lot of, a lot of dark stuff. Yeah. You know, little, literally, you know, I wasn't like suicidal, but I was a notch above that. Yeah, really, just so much shame. I was just yeah. buried in self hatred and shame and crap like that. And, but, you know, I'd always been one that wanted to wake up in the morning and, and look for look for the divine, look mm-hmm. for, look for that synchronicity. And, and that, that I'm here while I'm here, I'm breathing. I've got some purpose and I need to lean into that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I, so that's that I've been doing that. Yeah. And just, I mean, you know, just doing a podcast, us meeting and just, just things like that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's fun. It's fun to lean into things and see where they go. Exactly. You know? Um, so one of the things that you and, uh, I just interviewed uh, Nicolette Page last week. Yeah, that's the homie. And 
uh, you guys have done some some music meditation events mm-hmm. under the banner of Grand Rising. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, talk about that a little bit because I I found that fascinating that you're trying to you're trying to help some of the urban core mm-hmm. young people. Yeah. Learn meditation. Yeah, yeah, meditation and, or any kind of like spiritual practice. And I don't even really think of it as spiritual as much as uh, just wellness, you know, uh, and mindfulness, you know. Uh, You know, I I don't, at this point, I don't view meditation as a spiritual practice. Like, I I view it as, like, you know, something that's really essential to, you know, your human body with it being such a, a, a data transmitter at all points in times, you know, like if you really think about it from the moment you wake up, you're hit with information. Bow, 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 You know, when you're, or you're giving information or giving attention to something. But I feel like everybody should take time in the day, even if it's 10 minutes to sit and be still so you can receive information from somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my best ideas have come from just me, like being one, mm-hmm. you know, with myself. And uh, what Nicolette does is she's like an Orisha, so she has like it's, it's she can put you in a trance, you know, with the music that she we that we use. And not all of them are music based, but there's definitely like. The, the some of the musical frequencies that they the people that we work with choose like really aids um in the breath work and the meditation or the yoga and uh you know she's like real kind of like energetically ritualistic too you know so like with her when we get with Nicolette that's when we dive in deep mm-hmm. you know that's when we really getting into it she'll bring the snake snake I, I can't remember what the snake signifies you know <laughs> but like it, it it looks like some voodoo shit for real uh-huh. but it's not like uh-huh. it's just like it's a combination of what you're smelling what you're hearing and what you're feeling that's what throws you into mm-hmm. like this trance and she's guiding you visually mm-hmm. and allowing something allowing like a you know, something for you to visualize while you're doing this to where it's like you might unlock something or you might really see something about yourself and, you know, that you walk. Our goal is that you walk out with a better understanding of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a homie, bro. Yeah. Grand Rising. I think um, I've been in a mindful meditation group now for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And it's something that when I came out of rehab that I was like, you know, I need to lean into this because I'm, I've got this real racing mind. Yeah. My mind goes 90 miles an hour and it's always, it's always running forwards to the future and worrying about shit. Mm-hmm. And it's always going backwards to the past talking about, man, why didn't I do that? Or, yeah. this or that or the yeah. other. Yeah. And, and so for me, um, learning some mindful meditation is has been all about dialing into my own thoughts and my own body 
paying attention, being self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that self-awareness to deal with all of that, the, that, the way my mind races and mm-hmm. the way it affects me emotionally. And, yeah. and the way, and then to center myself in those things and to, and to begin to like breathe, do the breath work around that yep. and yep. get into the, get into the now mm-hmm. and be thankful for the moment be yep. grateful for the moment. Yeah. I feel like I have to be racing all over the place, you know? So it's been really, uh, a learning journey for me to, to practice the meditation and stuff like that. And I do, for me, the self-awareness mm-hmm. has been a big part of it and the yep. paying attention and not being judgmental of yourself, of myself. Yeah. But compassionate, yeah, toward myself. Exactly. Like I feel like, um, you know, facing your, um, you know, learning about your own cycles, and learning how to, if they're bad cycles, you know, learning how to stop them, and you know, just that self. It's a form of self love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's really like, you know. You, I feel like you studying yourself and you coming up with like, yo, like these are things I can change. It doesn't have to be an instant thing and just learning how to be okay with like the decisions that you've made, you know, and things like that. I mean, it it just opens up a whole new level of like, you know, openness, honesty, just like you're on here talking about how it's like, yeah, I was in rehab and then, you know, but like around here, like where we live, it's like people don't talk about like when they were going through it, you know, mm-hmm. people don't want to show when they were going through it or talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. just being okay with it in a sense, just actually like it helps with your own personal growth, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I think that's dope. Yeah. 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 So that's been in, um, and I've, I, I, I do, I've done some events where we do music meditation mm-hmm. and teaching stuff. And I'm, so that's, that's one of the things that, actually interested me about you and Nicolette and stuff is, is, uh, the, those, those events that you've been doing. So talk mm-hmm. about ground rising a little, what are you trying to do? Um, grand rising, is that an LLC? What yeah. Is yeah. It? What yeah. You, it's definitely its purpose. It's definitely LLC. We, we, we were thinking about going the nonprofit route, but I don't think that's necessary. You feel me? Um, because you know, I think, I think what we're doing is, you know, it's worth the time and, you know, money people invest in it, you know. So, you know, with Grand Rising, what we basically want to do is create a safe space for people, uh, especially urban, uh, the urban core, to get used to, uh, you know, different types of practices that necessarily weren't taught to them, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were kids. Like, I know my parents didn't tell me about meditation or, like, I wasn't, as a kid, medit- I mean, I did for fun, you know, because I'd see it on TV and I'm like, oh, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like actually really doing it. You know, I actually believe that, like, you know, the practices that we're doing should be available to the youth. You mm-hmm. know, like I think there's, you know, schools should have silent, you know, right time, you know, yeah. and to sit and, you know, breathing time. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like I, I think, you know, schools should have this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a way to do it that, because there's so much science behind mm-hmm. the meditation, breathing, 
breath work. Yep. Um, you can you can tie it into free flow journaling and different things like exactly. that. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be tied to any one religion nope. or any set of doctrine nope. or anything like that. Nope. Um, I feel like we just naturally do that mm-hmm. because of like you know Buddhist or you mm-hmm. know Hindu religions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But it, it's definitely it's not even tied to. I don't think meditation is a religious thing. You know, I think it's like a uh, it's a personal. Yeah. Practice. Well, it's definitely definitely good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I thought it, I thought it was interesting. You said some of your more creative moments and thoughts have come out of those kind of times. Yeah. So I, I think that that's that whole self-awareness, call it spirituality connection. I like to say spirituality is connection with self Yeah. and others mm-hmm. and something greater and source. Yeah. I call it source. Yes. That's a good way. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Source. And, and that that's, that spirituality is where creativity flows. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think they're the same stream. Yeah, and the, one of the goals of that is to connect people to, you know, is definitely the, you know, you you get with us, you develop more of a connection to yourself, but you also develop more of a connection to the people around you because now you have other people around you that mm-hmm. are like, oh, I'm interested in this too. Right. You know, I'm interested in, you know, bec- you know whether it's to become more holistic or. You know, whether it's to, you know, to become more, you know, one and channeled with yourself. I feel like everybody, all things are easier to achieve Mm -hmm. when you're with people trying to achieve the same thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, that other person, whoever, people that you meet at Grand Rising might help you find those things Mm -hmm. about yourself or, you know, about what you're trying to do. And you can team up with them and help bring change too. But that's, you know, the goal of it all is to, you know, to become a unit, you know, in a collective mind and to, you know, just kind of like raise the vibration of whatever space that we're at. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, so right now you're doing events. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we're really event based and, um, you know, we teamed up with paradise garden club down in the crossroads and uh, we have a couple other offers and things that we want to explore, too, as far as, like, locations, and that's what we're getting into. But, um, you know, we definitely have Paradise Garden Club as an event space. We've also done nature walks, so we'll go up and do the Parkville Nature Sanctuary and, oh, yeah. you know, and get together. We'll play the music on the on our, you know, we'll carry the music and... Cool. We just talk and have like a, you know, intention time where people like bring notebooks and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll walk for a while. Then people just kind of sit and scatter. And then it's like, yo, write some goals down that you want to. I need to. And do, we all talk about them. I need to know about that next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you posting that on your Yeah, I post Instagram them on mine, or? but we post them on your Grand Rising page too. So is, is it Instagram Grand Rising? Yeah, Grand Rising HQ. Grand Rising HQ. Yep. Okay. HQ for headquarters. Okay. You know. And then your page is what? What's your Instagram? Dom Chronicles. Okay. Yeah. So I have them all. I have them all. Like everything, all my endeavors I have on my bio too. So okay. You know they're easy so to can, find. You can link to you can, all I'm, those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Very cool. I'm trying to get a three k popping. Yeah. Yeah. Mile and a half. That ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? A little three k. Uh huh. With the yoga at the end. Yeah. Sweaty yoga. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. you're done running. You know, you're a little bit out of breath, you know, might uh-huh. take, you know, come join us for the the yoga after. I want to do it at the um who does the your, riverfront. Who does your yoga? Uh right now, uh our homie Dominic, he goes by Sun's Treasure. 
Okay. And then uh, uh, Andrea Fremar just did our breath work. And then we have a we have some in-house people, you know, like mm-hmm. our, our friend Sita. She also does a thing called Open Sessions. So we're going to probably team up together and do stuff with her. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, featured on our stuff too. But that's the thing with us is that we're open to collaboration. And, you know, our thing is to collaborate with the practitioners. Yeah. You know, um, and whatever else they do. Right. So No, I love that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Well, very cool. I'm... Uh, I'm I'm doing a thing with on April 10th, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., mm-hmm. and we've got a meditation person and then three musicians, and then I'm doing some teaching. Nice. But we're telling people to bring their journals, yoga mats, mm-hmm. those kind of things. And, um, yeah, so. Uh, I might have so. to slide. Uh, well, yeah. you know, we need to, we need to, we, we need can to collab- team up. Yeah, we can team up we on need something. To team up. Yeah. Definitely. Have you ever met Calvin Arsenia? Yeah. So Calvin. Yeah, he plays the harp. Yeah, Calvin's going to be there. Oh, nice. With his harp. Oh, he's playing harp? Mm-hmm. Why are y'all doing it? Oh, mm-hmm. man. See, I might have to pull up. <laughs> yeah. No, we, and I'd love for you to meet the other folks and we could meet some, some of your folks too. That'd be yeah. fun. All right, man. Well, let's, um. Let's let's do a couple of your songs here. Okay. Ready to do that? Yeah, I'm with it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We're going to jump to... Uh, so these are two new releases, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you describe those real quick? Uh, first song I'll probably do is called Look in the Mirror. And uh, it's a song I released over the summer as kind of like a soft release. Just to kind of like play it, see yeah. people were feeling it. People were feeling it. Help help my mostly white audience understand <laughs> about looking in the mirror as a. Oh yeah, you yeah. have to you have to look in the mirror and, and uh, be your, confident. See with your yourself. whiteness. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be confident in yourself too. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and know who you are. So like exactly. my thing is like you know, look in the mirror, tell yourself that you're that nigga. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you know, or, like just like kind of look in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm that guy. You know. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own this. Yeah. yeah I mean. Even after all the crap that I went through, I had like one of my, I had so many of my friends said, Fred, you just got to own it. Own it. And I was dude. so, I was so ashamed, you know? Yeah. And it's finally like, okay. Yeah, all right. I'm going to own it. it. This is me. It. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> this happened, bro. Yeah. You know, I, so. I actually, I have a, a line in one of my newer songs. Uh, you know, I, I, I said, uh, I done did some fuck shit, but that's in the past now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're you're growing every day. People make mistakes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Learn and grow. Learn and grow. All right. Let's uh let's let's move to that. Yo, this is Dom Chronicles. This song's called Look in the Mirror, produced by my boy House Party. You're on spirituality adventures. Let's go. What's the word? Off my upcoming album, let's go. Hey, yo, 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 yo. What's the word? Man, yeah. What up, house party? Yup, 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 yup. Hey, yo. 
What's the word? It's the return of the pimp player hustling Mac Driving while black in the act with some shit in the back Used to manifest better days cause we slaves to our ways It's still fuck the government cause all they give us is scraps Pick up the sticks and give them hands like E-Honda Got all the combos they say learn to let your light shine Let others follow, graduate, infatuated by status symbols since youth Yeah I know I don't need it but I'ma still cop the coupe And I know my niggas feel this, I've been waiting for some real shit I treat music like the art of drug dealing I need a milk quick sun don't always shine but the weeds they rolled up got in tune with the infinite the matrix reloaded creating heaven on earth while also trying to reach the promised land a man can't stop me from putting bands in my mama hands she said i'm the one she's seen it in my sonogram but sometimes i feel invisible like hollow man tell yourself that you that nigga look in the mirror tell yourself that you that bitch hey look in the mirror tell yourself that you the shit and watch the world around begin to shift Roll some piff, look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that nigga. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that bitch. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that this your world, and know that life is more. As I light up the Mary Jane and help me heal the pain. How when Shorty let her go, cause she ain't feel the same. But lately, baby, I've been feeling like Snooping O2. Paid the cost to be the boss, got some weed to roll through. One of the loft got that, so what condos next? Playing Contra and Mikasa's, where you'll find your bitch. Recycle like mantra smoking blanca nigga mind your business rather create my own lane we don't need y'all system in that x5 in competition with the x drive tv's in the back and we chilling watching x files we the aliens seen in that footage from the pentagon defending mine from evil spirits kill them 10 at a time score a 10 out of 10 on the dismount money we don't miscount don't lie you know this shit bounce niggas sell every ounce of they soul just to get clout not me though but when a nigga in doubt look at in the mirror, tell yourself that you that nigga. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that shit. Yeah. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you the shit. And watch the world around begin to shift. Roll some piff. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that nigga. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that bitch. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that this your world. And know that life is more than all the diamonds and pearls. Yeah, yeah. What's the word? That's look in the mirror. Yeah. You can find that on Apple Music, Spotify, all that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, yo, what's the word? Hey, hey. Shout out Eddie Moore on the keys, too. Here he goes, here he goes. Eddie Moore on the keys. Here he's like. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that nigga. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you that bitch. Look in the mirror, tell yourself that you the shit. And watch the world around begin to shift. Roll some piff. You feel me? It's about that inner work, you know? <laughs> he really did that. Shout out Eddie Moore, Tribe Studios. <laughs> this concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, and make a one-time donation, or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.